a banker picks up the guitar and goes like this. You know. And a rock and roller goes like that. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of BPM, the podcast where we get behind people's music. I'm your host, Ashley Scrace Vandal, coming to you live from Berlin, coming to you from my apartment, actually, of all places. Hope you're doing really well out there. Uh, thank you for joining for this week's episode. We're now on episode 14. Still quite a lot more content to go, and uh, yeah, lots of exciting musicians lined up in the coming weeks. If this is your first time listening to the show, let's just give a quick introduction of what BPM is about. We go around and talk to unsung talent, some unsigned musicians, and some amateurs, semi-pros, I guess. I don't really know what you want to call them, but all of these people that aren't really on the radio yet and haven't got autobiographies out and stuff like that, and we talk to them about how they get their inspiration, uh, how they make their living, where they write their songs, where they play, their tips for songwriting, their tips for practicing, and how they sort of keep it going and keep this musical life going and real. And we talk to them and get behind their music. That's why it's BPM, obviously beats per minute, and then behind people's music also. And speaking of unsung talent, this week is no different as we catch up with Vizard, uh, one half of Vizard actually, a guy called Basti, who's going to talk to us a little bit later on about his electronic music venture. Basti and Simon make up Vizard and we'll catch up with them in a little while. But as per usual protocol, it is time for the Tracks of the Week. Tracks of the Week. That jingle, by the way, really needs redoing because you can just tell that it is just me uh, talking and I've sort of lowered it a little bit. But there we go. A couple of things to catch up with on Tracks of the Week this week. And first is to someone who was on this podcast a little while back. You can check it in the episodes list and that is the band Molly's Peck. They got a new single out at the minute, uh, releasing a bunch of singles, and if you listen to the podcast, you'll know this. The duo, funk, soul, pop duo of Julia and Guy uh, make up Molly's Peck, and, well, they've really taken off, actually. They performed on television a little while ago and released their new single called My Man, and that's available on Spotify, iTunes, and all sort of other popular uh, streaming places. And it's really, really good. Got this lovely, soulful, horn-driven sound I can hear Guy in the background, and I've met him and can actually imagine his expressions on the guitar funking away there. And Julia on vocals at the front, I can imagine some of her, like, dance moves and uh, really getting into some of the lines of the song. It's quite a short one, uh, just over three minutes, sort of pop, you know, length uh, single. Very, very good stuff, very well arranged and uh, recorded here in Berlin. And I know they put a lot of effort into it, a lot of time and effort into it. And uh, yeah, it was really cool that we had them on the podcast and now they're releasing music that's getting known and I think it's been streamed a few thousand times on Spotify. So go and add a stream to that count and uh, give it a listen. And that's Molly's Peck with My Man. Take me into your world, I promise I'll follow you. You lift me up in peace No 
The second artist I want to talk about this week on the Tracks of the Week is one that you might have heard of if you're in the sort of indie singer, songwriter, alternative country folk sort of scene, and it's an artist called Phosphorescent. Now, Phosphorescent is the moniker of the songwriter, and that's Matthew Hook. Um, Phosphorescent is a name he goes by. It's not the name of the band, although he does have a sort of regular touring band with him. So I often mistake it as a sort of band, but I I didn't think it is. But uh, he's released a new album. It's been out a few months now, and I've got it on vinyl in front of me here. A really beautifully put together vinyl, actually, and it's called Say La Vie, the album. Now, I'd never seen Phosphorescent live. I've seen clips of him on YouTube, and he's been doing the rounds of radio stations in the US and performing there, and you always get this lovely clean sound. Um, And I did sort of expect that from the gig. Unfortunately, the gig itself was not as good as I thought it could have been. The sound at the venue was actually pretty bad overall, pretty badly mixed, and he kept complaining halfway through um, songs and things to turn down volumes and turn up volumes so that was a shame but i was still really inspired to buy the vinyl so it's more of an album of the week than a track of the week and uh, it's phosphorescence album say la vie i definitely encourage you to give it a listen nine track album and uh, some sort of shorter songs on there they're a bit more stripped back and bare including the title track say la vie or say la vie number two i should say it's really just some keys and a few like mixed backing uh, vocals and stuff and you know, runs over a sort of three-minute mark, and it kind of sounds like a Paul Simon song, I think. Um, it's got this, as I say, very poppy keys feel to it, which I'm not a huge fan of, uh, to be honest. And actually, I think it's among the weaker songs on the album, even though it is the title track, but still very nicely put together. But some of the highlights of this title track really are New Birth in New England, which is just a fantastic pop song. Really, really chilled cool stuff that you're definitely going to tap your feet to. I was sitting at a bar in the uh, Very well put together, some very witty lyrics in there as well bit of reflection about his son being born, a bit of reflection about drinking in bars and playing music and enjoying that sort of atmosphere. And it's just this nice sort of short, sweet, happy, almost like semi-autobiographical sort of like song. And it's uh, really, really great. There From Here is another song that's pretty good. I mean, they're all solid songs. Christmas Down Under, though, I think is one that I really love. It's got this fantastic chorus stereo vocal effect uh so it kind of sounds daft punky almost you know they've got this strange reverb and um yeah this sort of strange split between the ears um but it's very good uh, nice sort of touch on that song but i think the highlight really for me is the one around the horn and that runs at eight minutes 11 the longest one on the entire album um but the best one Everything is fine Won't you make it fine Yeah 
It starts off in a relatively simple, almost running on empty Jackson Brownish groove or some sort of Bruce Springsteen-y groove. And then it just disintegrates into one chord for about three minutes with different noise and feedback. And it's just got this lovely um, ethereal quality to it. You sort of get lost just in this swirl of feedback and noise and it's great. And then it culminates in this wonderful chorus that gets gradually louder and louder and louder as it builds and you're really sort of waiting for the end to come and you think it has with a few piano licks and riffs and then suddenly it sort of comes to uh, an end and it doesn't feel over long and it doesn't feel too short around the horn is the track But overall, truly, truly great album, actually. Um, was really impressed with it. Um, didn't expect that much. The reviews online have been mixed. But I really recommend it. So if you're into that sort of alternative country scene, soft rock scene, definitely give it a look. That's Phosphorescent and Sailor V. But that's enough of other people's music. Let's actually get into the main meat of this episode. And this episode is with one of the most relaxed guys I think I've ever met. I was early and he was late and it was raining outside and everything was a bit weird. And I just sort of found my way into his apartment, which he shares with his flatmate, who very kindly made me a lovely cup of tea on this dismal, dismal day. And uh, yeah, I kind of came in like a whirlwind and... Basti walked in, one of the tallest guys I've ever seen in my life. I think he's easily two metres tall. And uh, he was just gentle and kind and quiet and very softly spoken. The mics were up quite high on this. They were pretty hot because I had to really pick up all of the nuances of his voice. And uh, just a very chilled guy. And then when you find out he does sort of chilled ambient house electronic music, mixed with a bit of hip hop, mixed with a bit of jazz mixed with a bit of classical it's kind of a big spread you kind of see where he gets this chilled out of attitude from and uh, just a really nice conversation with basti who is one half of the artist or the musical act bizarre uh, electronic duo based out of berlin releasing some fantastic stuff doing some cool house parties and they've released a bunch of stuff across a couple of labels and you can find all of it on soundcloud and Bandcamp and Spotify and Facebook and stuff like that. And definitely keep a lookout for them. Vizard, V-I-Z-A-R-D. They're frequently touring. And uh, yeah, they did this really cool house party that I advise you check out. I think it's available on YouTube. So give that a look. But this is what happened when I sat down with one half of Vizard. And that is Basti S. And we just had a great time. And here's how it went. And uh, yeah, I do music and 
I do together with my dear friend Simon. <laughs> do music is a bit of an understatement, though, right? Yeah, like, maybe. <laughs> like it makes some really good stuff. We were just listening to some of it here. Uh, tell us a little bit about the music you make. Like, what, what sort of genre would you classify yourself in? Um, it's electronic, of course. <laughs> Not of course. No, okay, of course. <laughs> <laughs> For me, you it's of course. Berlin, <laughs> yeah. So many of my friends are like uh, DJs and producing music. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. all electronic. Everyone here is a record producer or DJ, yeah. right? <laughs> and me as well. Yeah. But you actually do this seriously. You're not just some guy like downstairs, you know, playing with different synths. Like we're sitting yeah. here in your room with a ton of like really analog synths and yeah. things. How long have you been making music for? Um, I'm playing the piano. I started playing the piano uh, when I was young, I guess when I was 10. Mm-hmm. And um, then I... Um, went to school and did like hip-hop stuff and just didn't know really what um, where to go Mm -hmm. and then I grouped up with Simon Mm -hmm. and we started experimenting with these uh, DOS we started uh, downloading Reason Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's one of these first programs we used and then we just started doing like little beats hip-hop stuff getting to know the getting to know the equipment At some point, we played gigs, first in school. <laughs> As you do. And then um, we had another friend of us, um, Lars, who was playing the saxophone. We started we started a band called The Magic Sticks. The Magic Sticks. <laughs> yes. We like it. The Magic Sticks. <laughs> How old were you at this point? Because that's a good name for, <laughs> for a sort of young, yeah. teeny band. <laughs> yes. I think 17. Yeah. Yeah. 17, 18, right after school or like in school, like the last last mm. year, mm. and that was fun. <laughs> mm. When we look back now and like listen to the stuff we did, mm. <laughs> super fun. Yeah, super fun. But that was all sort of hip hop based then, still, or because um, we were making hip hop beats then. What was the sort of style that you first sort of gigging with then? Um, that was actually electronic. So. Okay. We, it's um, always been electronic. Yeah, it's like always it. been electronic. Wow. <laughs> but we wanted first. First, we wanted to make it a little like mash up between in, like classical instruments, saxophone and piano, because Lars was playing the saxophone, mm-hmm. and Simon was DJing and making the electronic parts, and we played keyboards and like piano and saxophone over it. Mm-hmm. That was our thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. After last year, after the San Francisco um, like vacation, <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to that in a minute. We'll it's it's a long vacation, but yeah, we'll get on to it. We started uh, splitting up and regroup, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and now it's only Simon and me doing the wizard stuff. Do 
you've got a bunch of stuff on uh, SoundCloud and various mm. other places, right? It gets quite a lot of listens, actually. You seem to be doing pretty, yeah, pretty well there. I didn't I look so. at the, I didn't, I didn't see the. I mean, it's a few thousand, but even so, to a lot of people, that maybe isn't very much, but it really is. Like I struggle to get about a hundred, so you know, it's it's pretty <laughs> good going, actually. But it's a very sort of well-balanced, textured sound, a lot of the stuff that I've been listening to. It's very well mixed, actually. We were just talking about it before we started yeah. talking. Yeah, Did you teach that. yourself all of that? Or? Yes, yes. So um, I got into mixing and mastering last year, actually. Um, also uh, in San Francisco. Mm um because we could just focus on music there we did nothing than music mm. um and so i i i knew that like the mixing and mastering is a super important step to focus on in case of bringing the whole project forward mm. Mm. um because it just makes everything better like yeah it makes it a song I yeah think. exactly and um I taught everything myself. Yeah, I bought some books <laughs> and I watched. What are books? Can we remember what books are anymore? Here. Oh, those. They are books. Oh, they're mixing and mastering. Like. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you bought some books. I bought books actually. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm a book guy. Yeah, that's that's rare. <laughs> yeah. but. but I also watched a whole lot of uh, YouTube tutorials. But there's a lot of crap out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to really filter what I need and mm-hmm. what is right and what's wrong. So I had to like I think buying these books was a good good step. and then just practice I guess after that. and then ju- just practice yeah. yeah the good thing is we like did so much stuff that I could literally mix every day mm-hmm. <laughs> which was I think very good for me because I like had a lot of practice. Where does your musical background come from? Because you play piano, right? I play piano, yeah. And how long have you been playing piano? Um, how old am I now? 26. Mm-hmm. So maybe like 16 years. Wow, quite a while. And your parents, I guess, got you into that. Yes. It was my grandpa. Because <laughs> uh-huh. we had this um, old piano staying at our home. And every time my grandpa came, he was playing the piano as well. And he just came and started playing and as a child I was just sitting next to him and was like I want to do that too mm-hmm. and then I started from I like wanted to do it it wasn't that my parents wanted me to do it no 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 but I was like I want to be like my grandpa <laughs> mm-hmm. but was your family musical at all then were your parents um, I mean your grandpa must have been otherwise he wouldn't be yeah, able to play the my piano. grandpa was but your parents at all or uh, my mom played a little piano and did like the music stuff for children in um, the kindergarten because mm. she um, was working there or is working there and so I was always like into music <laughs> mm-hmm. I always uh, was in the car choir choir, choir. choir. Yeah. the school choir I the remember that choir. yeah, yeah. that was From, a tough tough yeah. time <laughs> 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 I do remember it <laughs> Yeah, but fun though. <laughs> yeah, fun until your voice breaks. Yes, and, stuff, and then then ooh. you can't be in the choir anymore. Mm-hmm. That's it. Then you're you're done. Eighth eighth class. Yeah, <laughs> seventh eighth grade. <laughs> but you were playing, I guess, on piano at that period of time. A lot of classical stuff still. And, yes, yeah. I, I started with a classical uh, education, yeah. and then at some point um, I 
stopped playing piano with a teacher mm. um, after school, I guess. And then I only um, got into the making beats, producing kind of stuff. And then later I started again, but with another teacher playing jazz. Mm. Right. Yeah. How do you find some of these sounds? Because is it just by sort of chance, or do you know what sort of sound you're going for when you start making a song, or...? Um, I think it's a process. Um, first, I try to get a nice melody or like chord progression or a nice pet. And when I have that, I start going into the sound, like uh, shaping it um, how I want it. And it's like if I um, if I want to do like um, a specific sound. I um, try to imagine how I want it to sound and then I pick a sound in the preset um, that's like similar or like yeah how I want it maybe to be and then I just go into the sound and like start start fiddling modeling yeah, yeah yeah exactly but I mean we were talking just before this you are making some music with a few other guys at the mm -hmm. minute and you've created these like different worlds, mm -hmm. but that came out of jamming, right? Really, that came out of jamming. Yeah. Mm. Tell us a little bit more about that that process. You're making these like world soundscape kind of <laughs> things at the minute, I guess you can call it. Yeah. So maybe I can first talk about the uh, process of creating the sounds. So um, when we when we started um, producing, we did this more on a um, yeah lonely bass. So I just would sit here and playing alone and like record it and like make the beat and then send it over to Simon and see if he has like ideas or wants to add some stuff and then we would like just playing just go playing with it go back and yeah. forth with yeah. it yeah. and then last year we started to um, yeah have these jams together where we just um, turn on our laptops and our equipment sit next to each other and just talk about the uh, tempo before mm. then we say like I don't know what we feel like 120 maybe 105 and then we just go from there and uh, yeah then Simon's uh, mostly doing the drums first and then I'm adding melodies bass lines and then we just go back and forth there as well mm. <laughs> and playing with our ideas but we don't talk actually Mm. We just uh, communicate through the music, yeah. which is a really nice mm. thing because we're doing music together so long that we are in a very good flow. Mm. And mm. It's really fun. Yeah, you're just in sync with each other, I guess, yeah. after a while. Yeah, it's just like talking through music. Yeah. Who are your sort of influences, or what is your influence? It doesn't have to be musical, but where do you, where do you go for inspiration? Um, for inspiration, I don't, I don't really like actively go looking for inspiration mm. because it just comes out of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Um, always when I when I like meet Simon, we will always end up jamming. <laughs> That's why there's so much output. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of electronic stuff. I'm really, really into Emancipator. He's a great guy from. Uh, I don't want to say anything wrong here. Check <laughs> you can check it out. Go for it. Check it the laptop is right there. So Emancipator, <laughs> who is from? Let's work it out. His real name is Douglas Applin. <laughs> wow. That's Portland. A, Portland. He's from Portland, Oregon. He's from, he's from Portland. Nice. Um, so he's doing these spherical. Um, Hip hop, electronica, trip hop, downbeat kind of music, and I really love him. He's one of my um, first choices whenever I want to chill and just listen to some nice music. Um, I liked uh, listen to, listening to Grand Brothers. They did some really great stuff um, with piano and electronic beats. They only use a grand piano and um, like electronic drums to shape their sound, which is really interesting. Mm. And I listen to a lot of music, so there are a lot of uh, influences actually. Always when I hear a song and I like one melody or um, even even sounds then I'm like oh maybe I could use that uh, to start a track or um, it just hmm. makes me want to do stuff yeah. when I listen to other music yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you start at the piano when you do a lot of this because um, you mention the piano a lot like all the time is that always sort of on your mind um, yeah maybe because all these analog synths have these keys as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like starting from pets or chord progressions because um, it gives a lot of um, gives a lot of a lot of atmosphere right at the beginning. Mm. Um, sometimes I just start with a kick and some nice bass line. Mm. It's just really depending also on what genre, I guess. Mm. When we do hip hop, maybe. Um, it's more like we just have the drums at the beginning and then like do little melodies because hip hop mm. is more like sampling and mm. like find the one melody that you can loop yeah. three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, a lot of the stuff we were saying before this, you make yourself. You don't sample that often, right? I know we don't sample that often. Only little, only little things, little details, because mm. uh, it's just nicer to do. That. Like everything by yourself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> totally. You mentioned earlier uh, when we were looking up this guy who's now still on your screen, Douglas Atlin. I love that name. Sounds like he's from like Victorian England yeah. or something. I can see why he probably changed it to, yes, what was he called? Emancipator. Emancipator. I, I guess I can see why you why you would change that, mate. And uh, he's actually from Portland, Oregon. Go and yeah. check him out. But um, you were actually on the West Coast of the yes. US. Yeah. You've mentioned it already. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this sort of transformative three months you had. Because it it's was clearly <laughs> on your mind still. Yeah, I think you've really mentioned dense. it about ten times since yeah. we've met. So. <laughs> it was really a big step on our musical journey, I guess. Mm. So you and Simon went? Or, yeah, yeah, me and Simon. Yeah, Because yeah. um, 
before we yeah we weren't so professional i guess we just we would meet and do music and like make beats but it wasn't that we were into that so deep like now mm. and i think the reason is maybe this this journey in san francisco because we um went there because of venetia thank you venetia <laughs> for that <laughs> Um, because uh, we got to know her and she is a really great singer and um, we started making beats for her first Simon uh, on his own and then I dropped in and we yeah we produced great tracks together <laughs> and then we wanted to play a tour make a tour and um, make the stage performance and then uh, play the tour mm. And for that reason, we went to San Francisco in, la in the late September last year. And um, we would work on all the, on, on the on music all the time. So every day we produced something, we um, created something, we made music with Venetia or just by ourselves. And the creativity there and the people and the new whole environment um, that was great for us and our inspiration and also for us in like terms of growing together into that project. And you said people there are in San Francisco, the creative scene is pretty sort of um, big, I guess, or flowering. And then people there also aren't that poor. So they actually put money into the stuff they do as well. Yes. That's and then totally right. you ended up making a whole album's worth of material, right? While you yeah. Were there. Not not only not only for us, but also for Venetia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we not only produced one album for her, mm -hmm. we also produced 12 tracks, so one album for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. nice. And is that out? Um Hers and yours. It's I mean. out in pieces. Okay. It's out in pieces. <laughs> it always turns out different than <laughs> yeah than you would think. That's definitely true. <laughs> so we released um, four tracks of the tracks we did in San Francisco this August on a little uh, little label here in Germany called mm -hmm. Fuchsklang. Mm -hmm. um, and we will release three more tracks um, in January, actually, on another label. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Do you gig a lot? Um, I guess you had some in San Francisco, yes. otherwise you wouldn't have been there <laughs> and talked about gigs. But yeah. but do you still play live? We still lot? play live, and we try to like do it as often as we can. And like it's it's difficult here in Berlin because <laughs> mm. um, we're not so co so good connected yet. Mm. Um, but it's coming. Mm. <laughs> so. You're from Berlin, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. from Berlin. And so you're still I'm, here. Yeah, I, st I, I know people and we play at least a, one, one, one gig a month, mm. which is good. What sort of audience are you getting at gigs like this? Who is your sort of target listener, really? <laughs> um, I think it's the, yeah, the club culture, the club culture people yeah. um, going to all the clubs here in Berlin, mm. techno. Mm. It's a little bit more melodic our stuff but um, more melodic than the just kick and really hard yeah, and yeah. deep techno stuff 
but we didn't have problems with that so far. <laughs> Is it quite competitive though? It's uh, it's competitive, but it's also um, good that it's competitive. But uh, because um, I have to really put myself out there and do stuff to be heard, because mm. otherwise it wouldn't work. Because no. uh, there's there are so many great guys and DJs and producers out there, you just have to put yourself out. Mm. You have to really up your game, I guess. Yes, if yeah. you want to be part of it. Yeah, and exactly. That's what we want. Yeah, <laughs> But I guess it gets quite tiring sometimes. But do you collaborate with anybody then else? Or is it just you and Simon through and through all um, the time? Sometimes. So we started uh, like hopping through some studios and collaborate with some guys we got to know. But um, we are really more working on all our own stuff. Because mm. we also do and produce um, hip-hop. And we have a hip-hop project going on, which like consumes a lot of time because we have to produce all the hip-hop beats, mix them, record the rapper, mix the rapper, edit the voice. <laughs> you just came from there today, right? Yeah, right. You were doing a video as well. Yeah. So do you do music videos regularly, or is this just a kind of side project with the <laughs> hip-hop thing? Yeah, it's it's kind of a... It's, I wouldn't say it's a side project, because I really like the stuff and I'm really uh, supporting him and his art. Um, but the view, the video stuff, yeah, just it's just part of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. What are your musical ambitions? I just want to share my music with more people. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I really think... Um, so, me, myself, it's giving me a lot to produce the stuff because it's like... It's kind of my therapy, I guess, to just put all the emotions and um, feelings and everything. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would do without it, I guess. <laughs> wow. No, no, I think, that's a, I think that's something that a lot of people uh, feel as well, actually. I've said that before, even to my wife um, and various other people, that music is my therapy, actually. Yeah. In just not even making it, but just listening to it or being around it, it yeah. definitely is it like, really therapy. Is. And I think the, um, especially these uh, three worlds we produced and we want to put out, it's so, um, it's so diverse and there's so, so many emotions in there mm. um, that I f feel or wish uh, I could share that with more people and it would like give people any something. But where can we hear your stuff today? Um, we're on Spotify. Yeah, uh, We have uh, three EPs released already. Mm -hmm. Two on our own. And one uh, at this smaller label, uh, Fuchslam. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for talking. It's it actually been way longer than I think you thought it had. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And that was Basti S there, one half of the band Vizard. Check them out on Facebook, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on YouTube. 
They're everywhere. Just search Vizard Media, V-I-Z-A-R-D Media, on any search engine, and you'll see them straight away. Only remains to be said, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Really, truly, thank you for your company and support. If you do think other people would like this episode, do share it around. You can also subscribe to the mailing list on bpmpod.com. And you can find BPM Pod on Twitter. On no, and you can find BPM Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for BPM Pod or BPM Podcast, and you'll find it there. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast not just on the website. You can listen to them on iTunes, on Podbean, on Acast, on Radio Public, and on Spotify. If there are other places you want it distributed to, also let me know. Thank you very much for listening, as I said. I hope you have a really fantastic day, week, month, year out there. And remember, stay lucky, be nice to each other, and I'll speak to you soon.